You're listening to the Brown Girl Podcast, a new show discussing various cultural and mainstream topics that impact our community from the perspectives of South Asian women. The show also aims to highlight South Asian women creators, business owners, and pioneers who are paving the way for future generations. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever your podcasts are found. If you're on Instagram, give us a follow at thebrowngirl underscore podcast to stay up to date on new releases and stay engaged with our community. Thanks for tuning in. Hi guys, um, thank you so much for tuning in today. My name is Julie and I'm the host of this podcast. This is episode number five and it's titled My Five Favorite Wellness Products. Um, this is more like a fun, short solo episode. I um, was originally planning on recording and releasing this episode for later, but uh, due to um, like scheduling conflicts with guests and such, I'm just pulling this one forward. So in this episode, I'm going to share some products that I have really come to love. Um, I feel like these are all things that have you know, improve the quality of my life in some way. So we're going to be talking about aluminum-free deodorants, um, zinc-based sunscreens, ashwagandha, menstrual cups, and more. Okay, so the last few years, um, you know, I feel like I've been trying to make a more conscious effort to be more thoughtful in my purchases and um, like the things that I'm spending money on, you know, bringing into my home, putting into my body and such. I'd say that some of it I've drawn, um, you know, inspiration from from people like Marie Kondo or the whole minimalism movement. And then I think also just having moved around so many times, I've really come to value not having a lot of physical stuff because it's a huge freaking pain to coordinate moving the more stuff you you have. Um, so I try to be, you know, intentional about the things that I buy that I'm adding into my life. Um, so I've, I've kind of categorized like three themes that I look for when buying new stuff to add into my routine. And so all of the products that I'm going to share later on touch on at least one of these, these three themes. Okay, so the first is just buying quality products that are better for my health. Um, I'm a big believer that your health and longevity should be an investment whether that's investing into your physical fitness, um, you know, your skin, your hair, your mental health. Sometimes that does come with a heavier price tag. But again, um, I think of it as an investment that will pay dividends to my life later on in terms of improved well-being, longevity, quality of life, etc. Um, the second thing I think of is just ensuring that there is some routine functionality and purpose that this purchase will serve so that it's not just something that I use once and then it ends up in a junk drawer. Um, I used to be the classic, like, I'm bored, so I'm going to go shopping today kind of person and buy a bunch of random stuff that I don't need. And then I use it once and then it sits in my closet or basement somewhere. Um, and then so I, and I, again, I think from like moving so many times, it's really forced me to kind of make sure that like the things I'm bringing into my home will serve some regular function and purpose for me. So if it's something that I just need once, um, I would rather go rent it or borrow it or something like that. Okay. And the last theme, um, is considering, 
um, environmental impact. So this one is really important to me. I think um, I started being more mindful of this when I lived in Seattle because there's definitely more of a focus and concern on that topic on, on that side of the country. And um, since then, I've, I've really tried to make a reasonable effort to reduce my footprint. Um, I think we can all do our small part to ease the pressure that's created on the environment. And the best way to do that is to reduce the amount of waste you create in the first place. Um, because like, even if you think something is recyclable, um, there's just, there's statistics that show only 8% of things that, that get dumped in recycling actually get recycled. Um, and there's a lot of reasons for this, but one of the most common is that people don't recycle properly. So yes, there are rules for recycling. Um, like for example, in, in most, for the most part in most cities, in order for um, things like plastic and glass to be recyclable, they have to be considered clean recyclables. Um, so there can't be like food or liquid residue. Um, and if there are, then oftentimes those items are considered contaminated and then they can't recycle any of it. So PSA, you know, you should be rinsing your plastic containers and like getting rid of the food and liquid residue before you drop it in the recycling bin, because it's really unfortunate to think that 92% of what we think is being recycled actually ends up in landfill anyway. So um, I know I just went on a, a tangent there, but the point is, again, I think we can all do our small part in finding ways to reduce the impact that, that we create on the environment. So I do try to um, make somewhat of an effort to consider that as well when I'm making purchases. Okay, so those are the three things I look for. Um, and so all of these items I'm sharing, like I mentioned, um, touch on at least one of these themes. Okay, so just a disclaimer, I am not in any way sponsored or getting paid for any of this. Um, I'm just simply sharing what's worked well for me. Um, as with anything, I would encourage you all to do your own, uh, to do your research and, um, you know, align your purchases to what works best for you, your lifestyle, your values, budget, all of that good stuff. Okay, so I will put all of these all of these product names and descriptions in the show notes so that you can reference it. And if you want, you can purchase them from wherever you would like. So the first item I wanted to talk about is Schmidt's aluminum free deodorant. So a few years ago, I had switched over from using standard aluminum-based antiperspirants um, like Dove or Secret to more natural non-aluminum deodorants. And the reason I initially wanted to make the switch was because I was starting to hear all of these theories about um, you know exposure to aluminum being linked to things like Alzheimer's, dementia, um, and other cognitive type disorders and breast cancer. And things so that's what led me down the path originally of wanting to make the switch um and i think like well, i mean first of all like i think anytime you hear people talking about ingredients being quote toxic i think that's especially common with like mlms and other companies that try to use these like fear-based marketing tactics you should really take that with a grain of salt because pretty much anything can be toxic if you are exposed to it in high amounts or doses um, you know, like water can be toxic, the sun can be toxic, you can make that argument for a lot of things. And so, you know, 
don't freak out when you hear those claims because chances are whoever is saying that is also probably trying to sell product more than anything. Um, so anyways, along those same lines and, and back to antiperspirants, what I've learned at least from the, the published journals that I've looked at and I'll link them in the show notes so that you can read for yourself. Um, but as of now, and you know, this is my own interpretation. If you have another interpretation, I am all ears. But from what I've read is that there is no controlled studies that have been able to directly link aluminum found in antiperspirants alone to um, breast cancer or any of the other um, cognitive diseases like Alzheimer's. Um, this journal did state that elevated aluminum content has been found in the brains of people with Alzheimer's. Um, it, it remains unclear, but it remains unclear of whether this is a cause or an effect of the disease. Um, it states that the absorption rate of aluminum from antiperspirants is extremely low, like 0.01%. Um, and then the journal also mentions that the thresholds that are needed to exceed toxic levels of aluminum are likely to be found with people who have occupational exposure to aluminum. So, um, you know, people with uh, people who work in the aluminum industry, like aluminum welders or you know similar jobs. So that was kind of my takeaway. You know, I will link those articles in the show notes so that you can again, read for yourself. Um, but nonetheless, I think there is still something to be said about minimizing your exposure to different foreign things as much as you reasonably can. I think that will never be a bad idea, um, especially when there are alternate products readily available on the market that are also pretty comparable in price. You know, it feels like a no brainer. And I'd rather not find out the hard way later on in the event that studies start showing that perhaps after decades of long-term research that there is now a direct link between aluminum antiperspirants and some of these diseases. Okay, so take that for what it is. I choose to use alternate products from that, like just in case preventative kind of standpoint. Um, so I've tried a bunch of different aluminum-free deodorants in the past. Probably the most notable brand is Tom's and then a bunch of other ones that I don't recall the names for. Um, the one that I really like the most is called Schmitz. So it's spelled S-C-H-M-I, D as in dog, T as in Tom, S as in Sam. And it's worked really well for me personally. Obviously, everyone's bodies react differently to different products. Um, they do have both masculine and feminine scents. So good options for both men and women. Um, I love all the scents. They all just smell very fresh and clean. Um, you can get Schmitz at Target. I think it runs about like six or seven dollars. I'm sure you can find it on Amazon as well. And I think I've more recently started seeing it be sold in common drugstores as well. Okay, so it is important to note that there is like an adjustment period that you have to allow when you're transitioning from traditional aluminum-based antiperspirants to more natural ones because of different bacterial groups and the chemistry of your body that are changing. Um, I've read that it can take a couple of weeks for your body to adjust. And so I didn't know this back when I first made the first made the switch. So I remember at the beginning, I was like horrified because I felt like this natural deodorant was making me smell even worse. So at the time, I just attributed to, oh, this natural deodorant sucks. Let me look for another one. But 
now I know that it just takes some time for your body to quote detox from aluminum. So just be aware of that, that, you know, if you're making that switch initially, it may take some time for it to start working. Okay, so moving on to number two, the second item I wanted to share um, is Elta MD sunscreen. So if you are not using sunscreen daily, you really need to start because sunscreen is truly a non-negotiable if you want to protect your skin against damage and premature aging and risk of skin cancer. Um, studies have proven pretty consistently that the sun is primarily responsible for visible aging, like 80% of visible aging. So wrinkles, those brown tinted sunspots, less elasticity, all of that is primarily from the sun. And I remember growing up and hearing and thinking that like only white people needed to wear sunscreen because Indian people have darker complexions that, you know, didn't that we didn't need to wear sun, sunscreens, but that is totally a myth. Um, no one is immune to the damage caused by the sun. So if you are spending hundreds and thousands of dollars a year on elaborate eight step skincare routines, but you're not using sunscreen daily, you are wasting your money because the benefits of all of that extra stuff is limited if you are not applying sunscreen every day. So I really like the brand Elta MD. They're pretty well regarded as the top recommended brand by dermatologists. They're, they're commonly sold in dermatologist offices as well. Um, this brand is good because their sunscreens contain zinc oxide, 9% of it, which is a pretty generous amount relative to other brands. And zinc oxide, I believe, is known to offer better protection from UV and is good for sensitive skin, skin types as well. Um, I found that the Elta MD ones go on pretty clearly on my skin, like it doesn't leave the white cast that is common with uh, zinc oxide, like it feels pretty light. I can apply it similarly as a moisturizer and like put it on underneath my makeup and it doesn't appear thick and greasy or anything like that. So it's a good, good daily sunscreen. Um, where I purchase mine is from www.dermstore.com. So I actually have a subscription that I have delivered every three months. And I think if you go that route, you might, you can get like a 10 or 15% discount. So I have two products on, on subscription. Um, I have both the face sunscreen as well as the full body one. So the face one, it comes in like a 1.7 ounce pump bottle. It runs about $37. And the one I use is called UV Clear Spectrum SPF 46. And then the full body one I have is like a spray bottle form. It comes in the larger six, six ounce bottle and this bottle runs about $35. So I use both of these pretty religiously like every single day. Um, so again, to drive the point home, since sunscreen is something you should be using as part of your daily routine, not just when you have like a special day at the beach or at the amusement amusement park with the kids. Um, you know, sunscreen is one thing, but also protecting your skin by wearing hats and sunglasses and covering up uh, also goes a long way. Okay, so that was item number two. Moving on to item number three is ashwagandha. 
So ashwagandha is known to be an ancient herb that's touted to have a lot of different health benefits like reducing anxiety, stress, improving brain function, helping with sleep balance. Um, I started taking ashwagandha a few months ago, probably like March or April of this year from the recommendation of a friend. And the biggest area of improvement I noticed was with my sleep quality. And I'm someone who's had really bad sleep issues for years, um, for like five or six years, I think, especially the years that I lived in Seattle, like I was just running my body to the ground, taking on a lot, saying yes to everything, leaving home super early, coming home super late and not sleeping enough, but then drinking a lot of coffee throughout the day then to compensate. And it was just like this vicious cycle for all of those years of like, little sleep and then too much coffee, which would only make it even more difficult to fall asleep. And then, you know, that meant I had to drink even more coffee the next day to compensate. And I think at one point, like, I just realized, okay, this is just really not sustainable. You're probably, you know, shaving years off of your life. And so as a starting point, I decided I would cut down on my coffee consumption. And I think I like limited myself to just one serving in the morning. And I think once I did that and I didn't have coffee as my crutch to rely on throughout the day, that's when the gravity of my sleep issues really came to light um, because, you know, it was just so hard to fall asleep, to stay asleep. I'd wake up multiple times in the middle of the night and it was just it was really impacting my general productivity and ability to focus throughout the day. And so I went down this path of, you know, working to improve my sleep issues. And I had tried several things over the course of a few years, like everything under the sun to improve my sleep, everything from melatonin, valerian root, um, like weed pills from a dispensary, white noise machines. I'd seen, um, it, it even seen doctors got prescription sleep medication um, like Ambien, Lunesta, the extended release versions of all of those medications, and none of these things worked for me. I do feel like once COVID hit in 2020 and everything kind of slowed down and I was working from home and all my normal extracurriculars weren't existent anymore, I did notice that my sleep started getting a little bit better. Um, not still not great, but you know, it was an improvement and it was an improvement. And I think a huge part of that was just not having sleep anxiety over having to wake up at a really early hour of the morning, because I'm someone who like, if I have to wake up at 530 AM to get to work on time or catch the bus or call into a meeting, that in itself will create some level of anxiety for me that makes it harder for me to go to sleep. And then if I wake up in the middle of the night prematurely before my alarm, you know, then I'll just lay awake thinking of how I have to wake up in an hour or two and it'll just make it, you know, difficult to relax my mind and, and fall back asleep. So obviously there are some co-founding factors here um, as far as like when I started noticing my sleep, sleep starting to improve. But I do feel like when I started taking ashwagandha earlier this year, I did notice a pretty drastic improvement in the quality and duration of sleep. Um, like 
I can fall asleep pretty easily. If I wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, I can fall right back asleep. Um, I just, and I've noticed that I've started to feel like a lot more well rested as well um, since I started taking ashwagandha. Um, obviously, this is all my own, you know, personal anecdotal experience, but ashwagandha is something that I, I kind of swear by now. So I take it in supplement uh, form or like pill form. And the one that I use is from a company called Further Foods. And this one is good because it also has black pepper in the formula to help with better absorption. Okay, so ashwagandha, that was number three. Moving on to number four is a reusable menstrual cup. So if you're a male listening, this one is not gonna be applicable to you. So I started, or I stopped using pads and tampons a few years ago and switched to the menstrual cup and I love it. If you know me in real life, you've probably heard me talk about this at least once. So what a menstrual cup is, it's essentially a small reusable silicone cup that you fold and insert into your vagina during your time of the month. And the cup basically collects all the fluid and then when it's time to change it out, you take it out, dump the contents out into the toilet. So you can wear it for up to 12 hours um, at once. If you have a heavier flow, you'll probably need to change it out at least once or twice more um, during the day. I tend to have a heavier flow the first two days, so I'll usually change it out at least twice during the day. But then after that, I can swap it out like once in the morning, once at night, and I'm good. I truly love this product because, um, well, for a couple of reasons. One, it simplifies my life by not ever having to worry about running out of pads and tampons. Um, and then two, menstrual cups are way better for the environment. And this one is huge because it's insane the amount of waste that pads and tampons create for a landfill. In the U.S. alone, the stats are that approximately 12 billion pads and 7 billion tampons are discarded each year alone. And that's just the United States alone, um, which, I mean, all of that pretty much goes to landfill. And it takes over 500 years for pads and tampons to decompose. And that's not like an exaggerated number. That is the number. And so there's a huge... Um, huge environmental benefit to switching to a reusable menstrual cup because you probably only have to replace it like three or four times throughout your life um which brings me to my last point is that it's also a lot easier on the wallet too the menstrual cup runs about 30 to 40 dollars depending on the brand that you buy uh, you can use it for several years i think some manufacturers may give different recommendations for when to replace it but i know some of them say you can use it for up to 10 years there's a lot of different brands out there now the one that i use is uh the lunette cup and i think it comes well it, at least when i bought it it, it came in two sizes one is if you've had a vaginal birth and the other is if you have not. Um, I'd say there's probably a learning, there's definitely a learning curve associated with it. Um, I think especially if you've never had a baby, uh, it took me months and months to figure out and get the hang of. Um, I, it just takes some practice, but once you do figure it out, I'm very confident that you will love it just as much as I do. Um, I know I will never return to traditional pads and tampons. And I think 
at this point, I think I've converted enough people to using the menstrual cup that I have a note on my iPhone of like tips and advice on using it for the first time. So feel free to reach out or send me a DM um, or an email if you want me to send that to you. Okay, so that was item number four, um, the reusable menstrual cup. And then moving on to our last item, number five, which is a hydro flask water bottle. So water is super important. You should be drinking at least half your body weight in ounces of water a day. So if you weigh 150 pounds, you should aim to drink at least 75 ounces of water daily. Water is something that can do wonders for your health, your digestion, your skin, your appetite. If you want better glowing skin, water is where it's at um, and sunscreen like we talked about. I really love my Hydrofloss water bottle. I don't know what it is, but there is something about having a good quality water bottle that encourages me to drink more water throughout the day, um, especially during the work week. You know, when things get busy, we tend to be less inclined to get up from our desk and refill our small glasses. Um, but having a large water bottle nearby um, makes it easier to fill up and drink. Um, I like the Hydro Flask because it's a good quality water bottle. Water bottle. I take it pretty much everywhere I go. I take it on hikes with me. It has really good temperature retention, so it can keep your drinks hot or cold for hours. I also travel with it. Most airports these days have the filtered water fountains that you can fill up if you have a water bottle, so that way you don't have to buy plastic water bottles. Um, the Hydro Flask I have is a 32-ounce bottle. I believe this runs like $40 on their website. Sometimes places like Dick's Sporting Goods or similar stores, stores will run sales for it. Um, I think I saw Dick's had a sale on it for like 25 bucks recently. Okay, so that was the Hydro Flask water bottle and that marks the end of this episode. So just to recap, the five items I've mentioned are Schmidt's natural, re natural deodorant, Elta MD sunscreen, ashwagandha, the Lunette reusable menstrual cup, and the Hydro Flask water bottle. And I've put the names and descriptions of all of these items in the show notes. As always, thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I'd love to know what you thought. If you want to chat more or, or just have questions um, or want to get in touch, you can find us on Instagram. Send a DM there. The handle on Instagram is at the brown girl underscore podcast. And if you're not already subscri subscribed to this podcast, please hit that subscription button so you know when new episodes are released. So thanks again for tuning in today. Take care and I will catch you on the next episode.